Hi, this is Christine, and I'm a children's librarian. And this is Sophie. I am the teen librarian here at the Mandel Public Library. I feel like I haven't seen your face all the time. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, I know I have zits now that are covered by the mask. You're listening to Voices from the Stacks. This is the first episode of 2021. This episode is going to be a bit of a retrospective of 2020. If you could describe 2020 using one word, what would it be? Just one word? That's it? Oh no. (laughs) Complicated. Disaster. Exhausting. How would you describe 2020 in one word? Uh, (laughs) Just the sound. U-G-H. Mine's just like a low tone scream. Discombobulation. (laughs) It's really, it's like, where am I? What's happening? I would say interesting. It has been interesting. Interesting. Pivotal. Pivotal. Oh, I like that. That's been a big word. That's yours. Pivotal. That's you. You just said it perfectly. Sophie, how would you describe 2020? Um, Am I allowed to curse? No. (laughs) Um, Awful. Honestly, just awful. That's a good word. You know, there's not one person who is not affected, whether or not they got sick or know anyone who got sick. I do know people who got sick. So obviously that was very stressful. What about you? I've been thinking about this and I think my word is long. (laughs) It has felt like the longest year, but it also felt really short because all of a sudden March is upon us again and it doesn't feel like it should be. What is time? (laughs) Time stopped. (laughs) So this episode is also going to be about how the library creatively pivoted to meet the needs of our patrons. As a teen librarian, what was different about 2020 compared to 2019? Oh man, I, it, it was interesting to be working as a teen librarian, like without the teens. Um, But coming up with new programs, ordering new things, like there's a lot that we did. I think a lot of people don't realize as a librarian how much time we spent at our desks. Yes, I did so much film editing for the virtual story times, but I had a lot of fun with it. I mean, yeah, you know, a big thing for you know youth librarians in general is like our breaks. So when the kids are out of school, when the teens are out of school, we do programming to engage them and support them. And a big thing for us is summer and our summer went virtual and this was brand new, totally different, you know, putting our programs online, doing Zoom trivia. I mean, it's it's always nice to kind of learn something new, but it's not the same hearing them over Zoom or seeing them over Zoom. I missed that engagement of having my teen area like full of teens that were ready to do something fun and different. What about you? Yeah, it was the same. Like during summer, it's always been extremely bustling. At the desk, there'd be hordes of people checking in their reading for summer reading, signing up for programs. Like I did baby story. Well, I do baby story time and it's so different to do a virtual. It's just not the same. You don't have like little babies wandering in, checking each other out, (laughs) you know. Uh, you know, we did also change our like homework centers. And I think that that was really popular having our tutoring or summer tutoring that would normally be in person online. I think a lot of kids and teens and their parents really appreciated that we still did that program through Google Classroom and had our teachers going up against like the summer slide where a lot of kids and teens kind of lose what they learned during the school year. And at that point, the kids had been out of school since like March, Mm -hmm. right? So... It was really important to have that program. And I think that one was super successful. Mm -hmm. So that was cool. That was a cool way to bring a program and change it 
with everything that was happening. And I remember your SAT program too was like... Yeah, the SAT program. So that's something I feel like works virtually. I'm like, okay, maybe this could stay virtual because our awesome tutor from the Path to College Fellowship was really great at engaging the teens through Google Meet. So I think that went really, really well. That's one program I'm like, okay, this actually kind of benefited from being virtual. Whereas I feel like, you know, I used to do Teen Chopped or like Teen Nailed It, where the kids would come in and do these challenges with food and crafts. And that's just not the same. Like I haven't figured out how to make that be just as fun virtually. So, you know, we're pivoting our programs to online. And then we're also like creating brand new programs that just work better over Zoom or Google Meet or what have you. Right. And in this episode, Jean's going to talk about what she was up to as a children's librarian pivoting in 2020. But first, here's Emily with What's New. I'm Emily, a reference librarian at the Mandel Public Library of West Palm Beach, here to tell you what's new this month at the library. Winter is the perfect time to curl up with a good book. This winter has been more challenging than most, so whether you're looking for something to keep the kids engaged at home or just something to lift your spirits, we library folks suggest nothing more than a good book. This season, we're expanding our winter reading to include programs for all ages. From December 20th through January 31st, the Mandel Public Library will participate in Beanstack's fourth annual Winter Reading Challenge called Books Like Us, sponsored by Simon & Schuster. Books Like Us is a celebration of diversity, harnessing the transformative power of seeing oneself reflected in a book. This winter, our community is invited to explore books from authors spanning an array of diverse backgrounds. Readers of all ages can sign up at mandelpubliclibrary.beanstack.com or on the Beanstack app. Kids and teens can earn free books and adults earn free library gear for tracking their reading this winter in Beanstack. And in true librarian fashion, we've even provided you with suggestions for what to read. Pick up a winter reading booklet in Kidspace to find activities and recommended reads for children. You can also visit our digital recommended reading shelves on the Cloud Library and Beanstack apps for reading recommendations for all ages. We can't wait to see what you read. Thanks to the friends of the Mandel Public Library and a grant from Beanstack for making this program possible. It's safe to say that 2020 was a challenging year for all of us on all fronts. Due to the COVID-19 pandemic, libraries closed to in-person patrons all throughout the country, and the Mandel Public Library was no exception. But what does a public library look like without its patrons? Here at the library, staff saw their roles shifting to meet the needs of our community while trying to keep ourselves and each other safe. From our homes, we transformed in-person programs into virtual programs and worked to develop new ideas that could happen on Zoom. Librarians filmed themselves making crafts in lieu of Studio 411 art classes, and instructors took to their webcams to talk classes through yoga. The elementary and teen homework centers went virtual via Google Meet, and we mailed out upwards of 1,000 free books to kids and teens who participated in our summer reading program. Signing up for a library card is easier than ever, with our circulation staff generating virtual cards and mailing them to patrons. In response, checkouts of our digital materials skyrocketed. While we're now open in a limited capacity, library staff continue to adapt to the ever-changing needs of our patrons in this ever-changing time. Virtual proved to be a key word in 2020 as we tried staying connected while practicing social distancing. I sat down with Jean, a children's librarian who's been doing story times and programs for years. Jean shares the stark differences that 2020 made in the children's department 
and how she transitioned to recording read-alouds and creating and distributing over 800 educational grab-and-go kits for children so that they continue to learn and grow safely while staying at home. We were one of the busiest libraries probably in the county, if not South Florida. We were so busy all the time, packed with kids and families. A lot of our families, they rely on our library. I mean, this is like almost a second home to them. They come here after school. They stay till we close. You know, they get homework help. And then, (laughs) boom. Governor DeSantis announced a 30-day stay-at-home order for the state of Florida. The order tells residents to stay indoors unless they are pursuing essential services or activities. This is very difficult, I know that, and it's a very difficult and trying time for everyone. And let me be honest with you, Uh, I believe that this will likely get worse before it gets better. I can't sugarcoat this situation. Now my focus today is to tell our community what impacts we are facing, what changes we are making, and what solutions we are implementing for their health and safety. In the beginning, we were all figuring how we can reach out to our families and kids, you know. So we've had to pivot to um, doing the virtual story times. We've been doing those since June every week. I think some of our regulars have gravitated towards it now and they're getting more used to it because they're showing up every week for this virtual story time, which is really sweet. So the ones that I do, I do a story time that week and a kit that corresponds with it. I've been building the kits with a QR code so people can watch the story, hear the story, do the activities, and the parents are really happy to have that because they are all early literacy activities inside each kit. You know, it comes with instructions. They're very friendly to kids and parents, but yet they're learning. And when they come in, now that we're open, it's nice because you can actually hand a child a kit. They don't have to return it. They get all the goodies inside it. Not every day you get that, you know. Now let's talk about what's inside the kit. Your kits are very thorough and they're jam-packed with fun learning opportunities. Yeah, this one actually is if you give a mouse a cookie. Laura Numeroff is the author of the book. And so I'll present the book over a Zoom recording and then I'll do the QR code and upload it to our YouTube page. But anyway, so you just click on the QR code. The family can get the story at home or, you know, on the run, wherever. And then they can do the activities. So you have craft activities in here. You get a rhyme. You get drawing paper. You get crayons. You get everything. So they're very fun. But then I always include my literacy tips on the back of the instruction sheet. It talks about how finger plays, rhymes, songs, music, and movement all encourage development in young children. So it gives you tips on what to do with your child, you know, just lots of fun stuff. It's very engaging things, you know. I'm all about being up and moving and engaging children. Um, There's so many of them, too. They're all unique. I'll tell you a little story. I was in Aldi grocery store the other day. You know, it's hard to tell who people are when they're wearing their masks and everything. But one of the grandmothers that comes in here, you know, with her grandchildren, 
My husband hits me on the shoulder and says, that woman over there keeps looking at you. And I turn around and she knew. She goes, oh my God, Miss Jean. And so she ran up to my husband and said, oh my God, we love her kids. They're always saying, grandma, grandma, press this, press this, you know. So it was very sweet. It made my day. And, and you know, it makes you feel good that you're at least you're doing something. Thank you so much. Yay. We closed on March 19th and offered walk-up pickup service on June 29th, 2020. Along with physical materials, patrons could reserve grab-and-go kits for children, teens, and adults. I spoke with Leah, who works in our circulation department, and she shares how patrons reacted to the kits and to walk-up pickup service. Her name is Linda. She's a very regular patron. She's been getting these kits since the summer, since we closed. She did come up to the desk, and she was just going on and on about how much her nephews and nieces love them. So I know walk-up pickup service kept staff really busy in circulation. How was it for you? I enjoyed it. Um, it was a little... Actually, a little challenging for circulation staff because we had to kind of run around to different floors of the library. Then we had to go and we had to pack bags and we had to check them out and we had to run to the door and we had to, you know, let people know what the procedures were. We had a couple of regulars and they were very grateful that we were offering this and just said what a lifeline it was for them and their families, especially. There were a couple of families with small children. And, you know, they'd bring the children along with them in their little wagon and the kids would get to hold the books. And they were just real excited that they were able to get library materials again. I also spoke with Kate, one of our regulars, about how she used our kits to keep her kids learning at home over the summer. I have been coming to using the kids space since my twins were newborns and they're seven now. So over seven years, it has been a different year. We are a family with four kids, and we had already made the decision to homeschool before the pandemic ever came along. So for us, being home was something we had already been doing. Now, it greatly changed because we were used to coming to the library at least once a week, and we really just stayed at home. So it was a change, but then on the other hand, it was just an adjustment to our already learning from home routine. When you first offered the pickup books, I came with a stroller and picked up about 60 books. We were a little excited that we could get new books in our house. So we took full advantage of the pickup service. And then we also reserved and got all those grab-and-go kits. It was a way to bring in some literacy learning into our home. For example, you guys had actually two separate ones about owls, one that was a story time geared towards younger, and then the other was geared towards a little older. It was a dissection one. So I kind of paired those together, did a search for owls in the kids' books section, found fictional ones and then informational learning books and just reserved all the owl ones that I thought my kids would be interested in. And I made it into a week of learning about owls. So we listened to the story time and then we did the dissection, we did a craft, and then we read all the different books that I had picked up. It kind of became this extra supplement to the learning we were already doing and felt more like we got to be in a story time learning outside of just the confines of, you know, regular schoolwork. Before we come to the library, I'll go on and I'll reserve a bunch. Either I'll do it according to topic, what we're doing in school, like you guys had the Flat Stanley kits. And I kind of took that and decided, okay, once a month, we're going to travel around the world with the passport you guys had put together. 
And so I've chosen different cities and different countries where we're going to go to. Like we just finished France. So I went on and found all these different books about France. And then I also came to the library. And of course, you guys are so helpful. I'll just walk up and say, I need something on France. And you will go and find them all for me. So I take advantage of logging on. I take advantage of the librarians here. And it kind of creates a curriculum of learning for my kids. I'm really focused on learning through play, learning through literacy, hands-on. It's just a mix of things to engage them in learning and getting them excited about learning. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for everything you guys do for us. I really like our homeschool experience would not be the same without this library. So thank you. Thanks, Kate. You can find pictures of Kate and her crew exploring owl storytime kits, owl pellet dissection kits, and books about owls on our blog, Notes from the Stacks. Thanks for sending in those pics, Kate. Since we couldn't have however many patrons in our story time room in a closed space, we took mm-hmm. our story times outside. We did some story times at the Ann Norton Sculpture Garden, also at the Science Museum. There were only three sessions, but a lot, a lot of our families, they, they came to all three um, and they loved it. I think they appreciated that we were making an effort to like keep the services and like bring it to them. We thought of a new way to do this. It was nice to see the adorable little kids running around. So now we're open, but still kind of limited. It'll be curious, I think, when they do start coming in and I start seeing old faces and new faces more often. I think I do want to ask them like, so what was it like? Did you check out? Did you use your eBooks? Did you use your ebooks? That's not English, is it? <laughs> <laughs> did you did you check out any ebooks, any e audiobooks? Our electronic materials have skyrocketed, like in the checkouts, especially over the summer mm-hmm. when we were close. The teen ebooks, we're talking like sixty to like two hundred percent. Like it just jumped up. And so I I would love to ask them when they start kind of coming back in, like, have you been reading? Where did you get your books? Have you been using Cloud Library, Hoopla? Yeah, we've noticed that for children's too. It was a pretty significant jump. We distributed more electronic material than at any time in history. That's big. I believe that. Yeah, you know, and not everyone realizes, even frequent library users sometimes don't realize that they, that you can get, you can check out ebooks and audiobooks. So I think that was great to have, uh, you know, the resources page, our digital library where people could go and see like all the things that they could do with the library from home. Personally, like even just being able to browse, like what could I read on Cloud Library and Hoopla was, you know, it was a break from doom scrolling. (laughs) It was a little bit like going to the library and just browsing the shelves, which, you know, I love to do, but yeah, sometimes you can't. (laughs) Also like the blog, like Emily did a great job. It's a way to get that like library connection uh, without like calling or coming in like, oh, okay, what is being recommended? What are they reading? What can I read? Mm-hmm. Like, I think that was a great way to make these digital connections. I agree. Do you have a book that you would recommend? It, it's, it was a weird reading year. During the pandemic, I just found it so hard to focus. I just wanted things that felt like were completely different from our world. So what I did read were fantasy novels. Um, but my favorite books that I read this year would probably be The Dragon Republic, which is the second Poppy War novel, and The Burning God, which is the third one by R.F. Kuang. 
Those books are fantastic. Um, they're a little dark. No, they're very dark. <laughs> but I just, the characters are great. The plot's great. I couldn't put them down. This year, I also read Pop When You Land by Elizabeth Acevedo, who is probably my favorite YA writer at the moment. She's brilliant. And I will read anything <laughs> she writes. That got very intense for a second. <laughs> I picked up books and then I put them down and then I picked them back up again months later. That was my, my reading year. There is a book that I'm probably not going to finish. I'm about like 60% through. It's called Pandemic. Why? Hold on. It was like right when the pandemic started and I was just like, okay, I'm going to learn more about this. And it was interesting, but it was too real and I had to put it down and I might pick it back up again two years from now. I will admit that I did watch Contagion at the beginning of this. A lot of people were doing that. Like the Google searches for like contagion streaming had like, there was some article about it had like risen because people were just kind of like, I think it's like almost like a weird morbid curiosity of like what could happen Mm -hmm. in this very like dramatized film. Yeah, I was one of those people. Me too. (laughs) Is there anything that you really got into in 2020 that you want to keep doing in 2021? I didn't get into the bread baking but I do kind of want to get into like trying new recipes and, and that's I, I kind of did. I got into bread baking, but I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing or not, because now I'm eating lots of baked goods. Yeah, it's so fine. I, I really got into rewatching my favorite episodes of the British Baking Show. And yeah. <laughs> it's just such a heartwarming show. I watched um, my favorite season over again. Then I started baking scones. I like checked out a bunch of cookbooks and stuff. And that's what we've been doing a lot at home, trying new recipes. You know, I, that's a good thing. And I want to keep that up. But I definitely want to get back into reading. I've started getting back into reading maybe like two weeks ago when I had to review a book for a magazine and I was procrastinating. So I had to finish the book in a day. <laughs> and, and, and I was just like, oh, this is nice. I like reading again. Honestly, I feel like what I feel about 2020 is just tired all the time. Yeah. Over it. And the thing is, you know, not everything's just not going to like change after it's 2021. But I just, I'm just hoping that it'll be different. (laughs) I think being a youth librarian, my love for this job comes from like, seeing the teens, seeing that they're engaged, or when they've come back and said, like, I read this book you recommended and I really loved it. And I'm just looking forward to seeing some teens that, you know, are staying home because they're they're trying to keep themselves safe and their families safe. 2020 involved a lot of sheltering in place for most of us. What kinds of things did you do while staying safe at home? An article by Diane J. Cho in People Magazine called Quarantine Trends, Everything That's Gone Virtual During the Pandemic has an interesting list of things that went viral, like bread baking, puzzles, Dalgona coffee, and tie-dye. Any of those sound familiar? We've devised a bingo board that's very specific to 2020, and you can check it out on the Notes from the Stacks blog. Let us know how you did. You may get a shout-out on the next episode. We asked our staff, Javante and Wendy, to play, and here's how they did. Hello, I am Javante, Youth Services Library page. So you're in your senior year? Yes, I am. It's very different. It has gotten kind of hard, motivationalized, and there wasn't really much I could do with like social distancing and whatnot. One big part of my life is volunteering, and I miss going out and being in person and 
packaging foods for the homeless and whatnot, or like going to different schools and interacting with the kids or whatnot. We can't really do that this year. Recently, we're, we're working on um, helping kids with their homework over Zoom. That's really cool. And now, are you ready to play 2020 Bingo? Okay. Okay. I wish I got tested. Number one, got COVID tested. I never got tested. I could say number four. Number four, played a game online. It's Among Us. I think I played it to the point where I don't want to play it anymore. That's how much I played that. Number seven. Number seven, binge watched an entire series. American Horror Story. That's the first thing that comes to mind, so... I can definitely say I forgot what day it was. <laughs> Number eight, forgot what day it was. <laughs> Number 10. Spent an entire weekday in comfy pants. That's definitely a yes, considering that we're online at school and they can't really see our shorts. <laughs> hmm. I mean, okay. Tried a new hobby. Number 20. <laughs> Number 20. Tried a new hobby that only lasted for a day. Does it count? If I would say, like, I got into social media and, like, I just stepped out of it. <laughs> like, I tried to be more interactive on social media that one day. And then I was like, no, I don't think I want to do this anymore. Number 16, read an amazing new book. I'm just going to say Poet X. I'm going to say that one. I just like her story. Like, I, I like reading books that I could see, like, either me or my friends actually being like in that situation. Did you know that Elizabeth Acevedo was at the Book and Music Festival in 2019? I did not know that. You know what? I'm going to say I read more usually. 17 read more than usual. I had more time to read considering that I'm confined to my own room. Awesome. You got bingo. I got bingo. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I am Wendy. I'm a library page here in youth services and i've been here for three years now okay now we're gonna play 2020 bingo <laughs> okay i've started reading a lot more i managed to finish pride and prejudice which nice. took me a really long time i haven't really done anything else that interesting oh wait that's a lie i actually started writing more because i journaled but now i've gotten really more into like writing vignettes and nice hobbies yeah Okay. I definitely played a game online. I bought a lot of Nintendo Switch games that I played like twice and then never played again. Worked from home. No. Binge watched an entire series. I am currently watching One Piece, the anime, which has like almost a thousand episodes. I love the commitment. <laughs> it's a lot. Spent an entire weekday in comfy pants. For sure. Yes. Number 14. Ordered takeout or delivery. I had a couple days straight where I just ordered Chipotle because I had nothing else to do. I did read an amazing new book, however, which would be Pride and Prejudice, or this is going to sound really corny, Midnight Sun by Stephanie Meyer, who wrote the Twilight series. And so this book was in Edward the Vampire's Perspective. It was like 500 pages long, and I finished it in like a week. So that was an amazing book. Obsessed. Okay, 17, I can go with read more than usual. Yes, for sure. 
No bingo yet. Tried a new hobby that only lasted for a day. I feel like I do that all the time. Oh, remember when everyone was playing Among Us? Yes. The- <laughs> I did that. I wouldn't say a day, maybe like two days. I played that like just all day. Mm. I played Among Us. And then I got over it. And then I was like, oh, this is it. A tentative virtual program. No. I don't believe I did. Like anything through Zoom or whatnot? I had a like job that. interview <laughs> through Zoom. <laughs> I Which see. I didn't get it, but I did have a job interview through. Um, it was Google Meets actually. Um, that was really weird. Let's see. Doom scrolled. Number twenty-two. Doom scrolled. The act of consuming an endless procession of negative online news to the detriment of the scroller's mental wellness, according to Wikipedia. Uh, who hasn't? That is. I've done that plenty <laughs> of times. Oh my gosh! And you're just you're, you're bored. But you don't have anything else to do, so you just keep going back. Sure. Yeah, definitely. I don't know anyone who hasn't done that. Still no bingo. Said, I can't wait for things to get back to normal. Number 23 said, I can't wait for things to get back to normal. At one point I did say this. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like we won't ever really be back to like what it was like before. Things are just like constantly changing. But I don't think we'll ever really go back to the way it was before. No, everything's different now. Yeah. Like, even the idea, like, as much as I want to, of going to a concert where it's packed, it's, like, so off-putting right now. I just, I don't think I'll be able to do that for a really long, long time. You know? 2020 has left some long-term changes to our lives. Yeah. Watched a really good movie. I've watched a couple. The main one, I will say, is Pride and Prejudice. The one with Keira Knightley in it. I wasn't going to let myself watch the movie till I finished the book. Mm-hmm. So like kind of as a reward to myself. But it was amazing. Like I'm a sucker for like rom-coms and like cheesy romance movies. Loved it. But I think I'll leave it at that. And I did not get bingo. I Oh, you know what? Eight. I can cross out eight because even to this day, I forget what day it is. I will think Monday is Sunday, or I will think Saturday is Sunday. That actually happened to me today. I Oh, you know what? Bingo! Nice. So, obviously, the books I've read, I've gotten from here. But, well, maybe this is a bigger thing. But, you know, working here was... I mean, it all kind of happened because I started volunteering here. I mean, you too. We started volunteering here. And working here has, like, really changed my, like, perspective and things. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've really grown up here. I mean, being here three years. Exactly. It's like I was 16 when I started volunteering. Mm-hmm. I turned 17 my first year here. So it's just like I'm, I'm a different person, obviously. Like, just a lot of things have happened. Like, I feel like the library is a big part of, like, who I've become mm-hmm. and who I want to be. <laughs> Not to get deeper or anything, but but yeah. American writer and producer Sydney Sheldon said, "Libraries store the energy that fuels the imagination. They open up windows to the world and inspire us to explore and achieve and contribute to improving our quality of life." So while 2020 was a unique year, libraries have always been creatively pivoting and asking how we can continue to be the heart of the community. 
Libraries are innovative places that help people at any stage of life reach their goals and realize their dreams. If you want to let us know how we supported you in 2020, and if you want to give us ideas on how the Mandel Public Library of West Palm Beach can support you in 2021 and beyond, we want to hear from you. Reach out to the Voices from the Stacks podcast team by writing to mplpodcast at wpbcitylibrary.org. This episode, our executive producer is Christine. That's me. Thanks to co-host Sophie and co-producer and audio engineer Jeremy Maddox. Thanks also to Emily for bringing us what's new and to our interviewees and contributors, Angela, Kim, Sarah, Tara, Jen, Stephen, Erica, Karen, Antoinette, Faith, Jean, Leah, Kate, Javante, and Wendy. Thanks to you for listening to this episode of Voices from the Stacks, a podcast from the Mandel Public Library of West Palm Beach. Subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Music is Special Place, Cake, Awakenings, Empty Playground, and Exactly by Ketza, and Soft Rain by Glassboy, plus audio from Jake Bagger, M-N-Y-I-L-D-I-R-I-M, Dynamic Algorithm, Day Tripper, Digifish Music, and more via freesound.org. Everything used with permission according to various Creative Commons licenses. Links and details on the blog. 